Welcome to episode four of Gen Z Politics. On today's podcast, we will be talking about the first week of the Biden administration, the continuation of Trump's impeachment, and how a bunch of 20-something-year-old Reddit users cost billions of dollars to some hedge funds. I would first like to thank our sponsor, Skillshare, and Sylvia for being my guests today. First thing I want to talk about is the first week of Biden being in office. Um, It's been awfully quiet, and that's just very not what I'm used to at this point. So how's that been? It's very weird. Um, I'm used to silence from the Trump presidency, meaning that something's happening. It's suspicious and to be, you know, I should be on my toes. I'm waiting for something to happen next, preparing for the moment. But now it's just quiet. I know. It's crazy. Like, he's just kind of doing his job. It's bizarre. And everything's um, so streamlined. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Um, so one thing that he's done this week that got a little bit of attention, a little bit of negative attention, mm-hmm. was the cancellation of the Keystone XL pipeline. Um, for the sake of right. climate change, he canceled it. Um, because it was harmful to the environment. It was an oil pipeline. It can really easily burst. It can be really damaging to the environments where it would be crossing through. Now, the argument for why this shouldn't have been canceled was that it cost 10,000 jobs. And to that, I say, those 10,000 jobs would have lasted two mm-hmm. years. So within those two years, those people would have been unemployed again. And it would only actually create 35 permanent jobs. Additionally, the construction of the pipeline ended in July under Trump. So Trump technically cost those jobs because the Supreme Court... right had to shut it down because Trump had started it without the proper um, certification. So those jobs don't exist. So we're talking about 10,000 hypothetical jobs that would have lasted two years. Um, He hasn't really done much else that's gotten too much attention. They're just kind of basic executive orders, giving money to states and stuff like that for, um, for vaccine administration there hasn't really been much. What we do know is that his COVID bill will be heading to the House soon. Um, and it's a $1.9 trillion bill. So what's going on with that? It- so Biden's COVID bill is going to be his first big piece of legislation and his first kind of campaign promise that he's going to have to meet because that was a big thing that he ran on was that he would handle the pandemic a lot better. So um, this bill cost $1.9 trillion, which a lot of people are saying it's too, inspe- it's too expensive. Now, I think that this was a strategic move on Biden's part, mm-hmm. because that way, when they negotiate it and get it right. down, it'll still be what he originally wanted. He knows that $1.9 trillion isn't going to fly with Republicans. He knows that. So I think that he set it high so that when negotiations start, it'll still be sufficient aid. Um how are you how do you feel about it? Do you think it's a good do you think it's too it's too close together to the December stimulus bill that we should wait longer to pass this one? Well, the American people still need a stimulus bill. I mean, you can argue about that all day, but the nothing has still really been done. And yeah. in comparison to other countries, um, that have had more aggressive benefits to their people or, like, be- like have had more, I guess, of a forceful role in the pandemic, like France. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at this point, it's like a breadcrumb to even get a stimulus bill at all. Yeah. And the December stimulus bill wasn't what people wanted. People wanted $2,000. Even Republicans wanted that, but that didn't pass. Mm-hmm. So this is just the completion of that. Now let's talk about how it could get passed. So um, what they would try to do is they would, when it got to the Senate, they would try to use the filibuster to delay it. And then it would require 60 votes for the bill to pass, which would mean getting 10 Republicans on board, which is basically a dream and not going to happen, most likely. So what Democrats are looking into doing is using budget reconciliation. Now, reconciliation is basically a tool to help pass legislation without bipartisan support. Um, Basically, it's used so that a bill having to do with the budget, which is something that is needed Mm -hmm. immediately, you don't have time to debate that, doesn't have to spend five months sitting in the Senate without it getting passed. And basically, it would be, you would get like a list of what every committee in the Senate wants, you would put it together into a bill, and then it would have to get approved by the Senate parliamentarian, who would like approve that everything in that bill has to do with the budget and people aren't sneaking in like random mm-hmm. unrelated legislation to just get it sneakily passed. And then if that happens, then the Senate would have 20 hours to debate and then they would have to hold a vote and it would only need 51 votes to pass, which is much easier than through the traditional route where um, it would need 60 votes. Now, what people are saying is that this doesn't promote bipartisanship because they would only need 51 votes. Um, But I don't think so, because even with using budget reconciliation, Republicans can still join in on the bill because it's still very popular among the American people. So there's no reason why they can't be extra votes. Budget reconciliation would just make sure that it wouldn't sit in, in the Senate for five months without getting passed. So do you think that they should use budget reconciliation or that they should go the traditional route to promote um, bipartisanship, which is what Biden said in his campaign? I mean, ideally, they go with a more bipartisan route, especially because it's not super partisan of an issue. Mm -hmm. Um, But I wonder if if it's just going to sit and, you know, collect dust. Okay, now on a lighter note... The stock market is experiencing a really, a really fun set of events right now. The past couple of weeks, a Reddit forum has been planning this attack, quote unquote, on really rich um, stock market investors. From what I understand, they basically use borrowed money to buy stocks and then they bet on the fact that the stock will continue to lose money. Yeah. And so that's how they benefit. So if the stock suddenly starts rising then they are losing money. So what? So for the past few years, GameStop stock has been uh, going down, but then when all of these Reddit people suddenly, it was millions of them, invested some money into it, the stock went up dramatically. So now these hedge funds are losing billions of dollars and they don't know what to do because now this whole thing is getting attention and now even more people are investing even i was about to like tell my parents that i wanted to invest like 20 dollars and just like see what happened with it the temptation is just strong i know i know i want to do it so bad so like um so that's pretty much what's happened this week in politics thank you so much for tuning